great to be here today to share God's Word with you. If you're looking for message notes, you can click the Sermon Notes button if you're on the online platform. Alternatively, you can go to our website under Media and, ch and choose Cheltenham Message of the Week and you will find our message notes there. There'll be some discussion questions there as well in regards to today's message, which you can uh, discuss in your connect groups or in your families. So feel free to access those. I've been reflecting on the last couple of months of just how much our lives have changed since COVID-19 and particularly going into lockdown. We had to navigate, for most of us, uh, working from home. And then also for those who have children, homeschooling. Some of us had to get our heads around the fact that AFL and NRL weren't on the TV anymore, which was quite devastating for some. Uh, we had to work out social distancing, not being able to hug or handshake or hold somebody close to us. We had to maintain that 1.5 metres distance. And of course, we've had to pivot the whole way of doing life to online. Uh, we were doing life online before, but on a greater scale, particularly our businesses and our social interactions, and of course, church as well. So the message was very clear at the beginning that the sooner we clamp down on the coronavirus, the sooner we could go back to life per normal. So now we're finally seeing some restrictions is just this week, we could go back to restaurants and cafes. Uh, we can have up to 20 people in our home for those who feel comfortable to do so. And of course, that means connect groups, those who choose to continue having connect groups in their home, you can choose to do that. Uh, for some, we can now uh, book overnight stays and this is a long weekend, so perhaps you are watching this somewhere not at your home, you've probably gone away for the weekend. So life is finally getting back to normal. Or is it? Or more importantly, should it? The question I have is what does life look like now after what we've experienced in the past couple of months. How do we move forward? How do we proceed? And so today, what I want to look at and unpack is how to look forward to normal. The first thing we need to ask ourselves is, what is normal? A very simple uh, dictionary definition says that normal is conforming to a type, a standard or regular pattern. And it elaborates and says that type standards and regular patterns or what is considered regular, undoubtedly shift. And when static are largely subjective things, which is really interesting. In my own words, that is pretty much saying that, you know, normal is a pattern or routine that we have, and we have it as our normal for a while until life shifts for some reason. Um, you know, whether that's events in our world like we've just experienced or life changes that we make. We redefine all the time what normal is, which makes normal quite fluid. Uh, normal is always changing. As an example, uh, prior to COVID-19, one of my normal things to do would be to get up at 6am in the morning and go for a walk. Now, you probably think I'm abnormal in doing that. I'm one of those crazy morning people who love to get up early and listen to the birds. But since COVID-19, I've kind of allowed myself a little bit more of a sleep in and so I get up at about mm, quarter to seven and uh, either go out for a walk or do some exercise. So not a huge shift in my normal routine, but, you know, somewhat I've, had, I've changed in the midst of it. I guess it's important for us to look at what is normal and challenge what we think normal is. 
an example of this would be if we were living in a country where, let's say, 90% of the people owned slaves and that was considered normal, it would be right for us to challenge that, to challenge what we think is good and right in being normal. And so time in lockdown for us has given this opportunity for us to reflect on our normal routines and to look at, okay, is this something that I want to take going forward? Is this working for me? What I've always seen as my normal, is it time for it to change? So how do we proceed? How do we do normal in this current climate that we're in? And what does God desire of us? Today what I want to do is to particularly look at, a, at the story of the Israelites who spent 40 years wandering around in a desert and then they're just about to have their life turned around uh, and about to enter into a new normal. Now if, you, if you're not familiar with the story, it's important that you do have the backstory. So just to quickly summarise the backstory, this group of people called the Israelites were living in Egypt in slavery. So their everyday normal was being harshly treated and oppressed. And this people group lived like this for 400 years. I mean, they cried out to God to, uh, for freedom and God finally heard their prayer and agreed with them that enough was enough. And so he sent them a deliverer and his name was Moses. Now, Moses' normal was at the time living in the backwater of a desert and um, all of a sudden God comes to him in the form of a burning bush and says to him, I want you to go and advocate for these people. I want you to go and speak to Pharaoh and challenge him. Now, I don't think Moses was too keen on that idea of challenging Pharaoh, but finally he kind of mustered up this courage and left his normal to advocate for these people. As you can imagine, Pharaoh wasn't too keen on, on the idea of letting these people go because basically he was making a lot of money out of the situation. So he wasn't budging, but after a number of series of events, let's call them plagues, um, Pharaoh's attention was finally received and he allowed the people to go. And so Moses led all these millions of people out of Egypt through a miraculous parting of the Red Sea. And now they were about to enter into a new normal. They were heading towards a promised land that God had for them via a wilderness experience. A wilderness period which was only to last about 11 days. Um, God didn't want the Israelites to, to be free just from a geographical point of view. He wanted them to be free holistically. And so, you know, that's about the way they think, the way they interacted, the way they viewed life. And so that, with that backstory in place, what should have been a journey of 11 days took actually 40 years. And we're going to pick it up from the 40-year mark. And so if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to Deuteronomy 1, and I'm going to read from verses 1 to 8. It said, These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the wilderness east of the Jordan, that is in the Arabah, opposite Suf, between Paran and Tufel, Laban, Hazaroth and Dizahab. It takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount Seir Road. In the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. This was after he had defeated Sion, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, and at Edre had defeated Og, king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth. 
east of the Jordan in the territory of Moab, Moses began to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighbouring people in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Now, there's a lot in that passage of scripture, but I'm just going to focus on two points that I believe relate to us in this story and how to look forward to normal in our current situation. The first is be movable. As I mentioned just earlier, a journey of 11 days took 40 years. These people, let's just say, had some issues. They were stuck in a normal that they didn't really want to budge from. Have you ever heard the expression that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink? In other words, you can lead someone to some opportunities, but you can't force them to take them. God was leading these people to experience greater freedom, but they were reluctant to take it, to change the way they did life. So for 40 years, God was working in and through these people so that they could be free of the mindset of Egypt that lived within them. And so finally, in this 40, 40th year mark, whilst camping at Horeb, God says, OK, enough's enough. Break camp, advance. I've got all this in store for you. Let's move. In other words, I've got more for you. And I believe that's a word for us in this season, church. I have got more for you. God is saying there is more for us to experience. But I'm, I'm tipping at this point, as these Israelites heard that word, that there would have been quite a range of responses. How would you respond? Can you imagine yourself being the Israelites in that moment, being told, okay, break camp, move into all these neighbouring uh, lands where people lived? How would you have felt? Right now, I'd ask you in the chat, wherever you are watching this, this service, I'd love for you to comment just how you would feel in that moment. As I mentioned, I think there would have been a range of responses from excitement to perhaps reluctancy to nervousness to fear, all sorts of things. For me personally, I think I would have been excited. I'm always up for a new adventure. But then the planner side of me, the detail-oriented side of me would have thought about all the work that's involved and then I would be somewhat maybe a little bit overwhelmed and maybe a little bit nervous. You know, I've been camping. Camping takes a lot of work. You've got to pack up all your food in containers. You've got to pack up all your bedding. You've got to put down your tent, take out the stakes, pack it into the car, move and then set up camp all over again. It's a lot of work. Much easier going to a hotel if you ask me. I think until I've worked out some kind of structure, I probably would have been a mix of emotions. But how about you? How, how would you have felt in that moment? Whatever feeling you would have had, can I say it's valid? You know, you can't stop what you feel. But the thing is with emotions and feelings is that they move and change. 
And what is important in those emotions and feelings is that we surrender them to God in prayer and we ask that we bring those emotions and feelings in line to his will. That is the thing that we need to do. The thing is God doesn't want us to camp forever in just one spot. He wants us to move forward. And I'm not talking again about moving geographically. Of course, that can be part of it, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a growth mindset. You know, we can go around the same mountains, around and around, until we've learnt the thing that we need to learn, and then we can move forward. And usually what I've discovered in life is the minute we're moving forward, we're moving forward to maybe another mountain or another valley experience. You know, there's always more to learn. There's always more to overcome and discover who we are in God and what God has in store for us. God wants us to learn. He wants us to move forward because we serve a God who is on the move. Now, years ago, the Victorian government used to have a slogan on the number plate of a car and it used to say, Victorian, the garden state. You might remember that if you're of a certain vintage. Victoria, the garden state. So what did it say about us as a state? We're a state of gardens and we are. We've got beautiful gardens, beautiful trees to explore. But then came this incoming government and they changed the slogan to Victoria on the move. It was punchy, it was vibey, it was talked about us going places. You know, for a state to be on the move, its people needed to be on the move. And it was very, very clever marketing because basically it was shifting the mindset of the people to start thinking differently, to start thinking about changes possibly coming. The truth is we're not going back to normal. We're moving forward with a God to a new normal. And it requires us to be agile and it requires us to move with God. Now, I truly understand that there will be people who are watching this right now and you're potentially grieving some things you've lost in this time. And please hear my heart that I am not saying to snap out of it and move on. That's far from what I am saying. I think it's incredibly important that we do grieve. And Pastor Rob recently shared a message about that, on, on the importance of grieving. And, you know, it's important that we can share our griefs with people that we love, that are close to us, and that we compassionately hold people in the midst of their grief. However, we do need to grasp that there is no going back to life pre-COVID-19 because life has changed incredibly. We see life so completely differently now. We all have a different lens. We have a different experience which is changing the way we're viewing life going forward. This reminds me of a time of my early 20s. I was working at a government department and after working there several years, I negotiated with them um, a year sabbatical where I could basically travel overseas but I could still hold my job position and come back to it after a year. So I went overseas and I had this amazing year of meeting different people, of seeing these incredible places in America and Europe. Uh, it was just an outstanding year. It got to about the 11th month mark and money was running out and I was craving to go back to a normal routine. I was a bit tired of living life out of the backpack. I was a bit tired of constantly moving from city to city. And so I was craving going back home and getting back into normal routine. And so I went back and I have to say that I found it so incredibly difficult. 
I was grateful that I had this job ready for me to step into, my old job that I had before I left. But nothing was the same because I didn't view life the same. I couldn't fit into my old normal routine because I had shifted and changed. And so I learnt very quickly that I had to find a new normal back at home. And so it's the same for us. In this season, God is not wanting to take us back to normal, to everything that we knew before. He wants to take us forward to perhaps a new normal, a new way of being and doing. And we need to be movable, which also leads me to my second point, be open. God was opening the eyes of the Israelites to these amazing possibilities and opportunities that lay ahead for them of lands and, and opportunities to go in and inherit something that had been promised to them. It wasn't just going to be handed to them on a plate. They actually had to take possession of it. And as these people stood at the edge of these possibilities and they saw the people that lived there, they completely freaked out. They yearned instead for what they knew in their old normal. And I think one of the saddest passages of scriptures you will find is in Numbers 14, verses 1 to 4. It said, That night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt, they said to each other. We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. These people wanted to go back to the good old days in Egypt where they were oppressed and treated harshly. It's a sad thing when you start to romanticise about being in slavery and you think that that's a good thing. Fear actually held these people in captivity and made them closed off to what God had for them. They, they weren't prepared to receive what God had for them. Perhaps they didn't think they deserved a promised land. Perhaps they thought that everything should just come to them quite easily. Perhaps they were tired and weary or perhaps they just loved grumbling and complaining. Whatever the reason was, they were closed off and not opened to the new that God had prepared. If we want to see the miraculous, we need to be open to God doing the new thing in us first. And I absolutely love watching people who are open to experiencing new things, who are open to learning, no matter what age they are. Take, for example, our beautiful pastor, Alice Whittison. This remarkable woman who we celebrated this year, her 90th birthday. I, seriously, she is someone I want to be like when I grow up. At the beginning of this COVID-19, Pastor Alice was just willing to learn how to do life online. She, she learnt how to do Zoom meetings. She's learnt how to run her Connect group on Zoom. She's learnt how to do videos at home on her computer uh, to encourage us in, in weekly devotions. She's quite remarkable. And Pastor Alice, I commend you for your openness, your willingness just to learn um, and, and be open to the new things that God is doing. You are simply wonderful. Another member in our congregation, Ross Skako, who's a businessman. At the beginning of COVID-19, his business pretty much went into shutdown. He, his business centres around coffee. 
And um, instead of lamenting the loss of his business, Ross saw an opportunity to turn his business into an essential service. Uh, not something that he knew much about, uh, but he saw an opportunity to help businesses become a safe zone. And so I love, again, that openness to learning something new, to see what God is doing in the midst. And so I commend Ross as well in what he's done in this time. So how about you? How open are you to exploring new things that God might be wanting to show you in this time? You may not know what that looks like, and that's okay. I think it's about coming to God with a disposition of an open heart, saying, God, whatever it is you want in this time, what's the new that I can learn in this time that I can take into my new normal? Personally, for me, life in lockdown has shown me many things, and and to be honest, I don't want to go back completely to what life was like. There's some things I want to change going forward into this new normal when life resumes, when we can start uh, interacting more. I want to learn what God has for me in this season. You know, some things just won't change. We all need to eat and sleep. We all need meaningful connection. We need community. We need work. Um, but how we do it, well, that may change. And I'm thankful for our church, that we have a vision and a mission as a church. We're called to courageously love and become more like Jesus. We're called to be a Christian community that works together for justice, mercy and faith. Those things don't change. But how we do it, well, that may change. And obviously we've had to change just by bringing our gathering online. And so we don't know what, what God has in store for next. But our vision and mission, it doesn't change. We just need to be creative in how God wants to move forward. So how do we move forward to a new normal? It requires us, as I said, to be movable and open. It requires us to look at our fears, challenge them and trust that God has our very best at heart. It will mean that we'll need to let go of some things. In order to take up some new things, we may need to let go of some other things. But it doesn't stop us celebrating the past and what we have learnt from the past. You know, it's not about rejecting the past because the past is a part of us and who we are and how we have been created. But we're not called to live in the past. We take what is good and we take it forward and we take its learnings to a new future that God has for us. I believe God is so clearly on the move on this planet. Never have we seen such a time of solidarity where we can literally say the whole world is in this together in this, in this time. And what the enemy has meant for evil, I believe God is certainly doing something good in and through it. And I believe that we're going to see a new move of God like never before. Isaiah 43:19. It's such a pertinent scripture in this time. And it says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is definitely doing a new thing. Let's perceive it, church. But let's not just perceive it. Let's position ourselves for it. Let's look forward to a new normal. Let's be open and movable in God to show us what that looks like. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you right now in this moment any 
concerns, any fears, any, any thoughts that we have, Lord, we just want to surrender them to you, Lord God. And we ask in this time that you would order them according to your will, according to your desire for us and what you have in this new season as we move forward. Will you speak to each and every one of us about what the season holds? As we take step by step, will you confirm to us what that looks like? Will you show us to what to let go of and what to grab hold of as we move forward, Lord God? Lord, open our hearts. Comfort us if we are in the midst of grief, Lord God, but help position us for all that you have in the future going forward. I just like to give an opportunity to anyone who's watching online right now and perhaps a new thing to do for you would be just to start a relationship with Jesus. You know, Jesus absolutely loves you and he's waiting to start a relationship with you. And so it would be my greatest honour just to lead you in a simple prayer where you can start that journey with God. And all you need to do right now is just to say this prayer where you are at. It's Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and as my Saviour. Forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean and help me today to walk hand in hand in friendship with you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I may know you and love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Fantastic. If you've said that prayer for the very first time, we would love to just help you with that decision in how you can start to grow your faith. And so if you would like to either uh, send us an email at connect at baysidechurch.com.au, we would love to get in touch with you. We would love to give you some information about how you can do that and to develop your faith. And that would be our greatest honour.